Hi, I'm Cynthia, the spontaneous F-bomb dropping Virgo who likes to sort socks. And I'm Michelle, the highly inquisitive, science-loving hypnotherapist who reads and walks a whole lot. You're You're listening listening to to It's All Connected. Connected. We decided to start this podcast because we are wildly curious and we want to talk about how events are connected, like spirit, business, love, and relationships, especially if the cause isn't obvious. We're also going to be talking about self-expansion and life's true purpose, because it's our belief that there are invisible cosmic forces tying things together, often in unexpected and wonderful ways. We want to learn how people think about connections, making space for serendipity, the unknown, and magic. Nerd out with us and have fun along the way. Follow us and expand your sense of what's possible. Because it's all connected! Welcome, everyone. You're here with me, Michelle Walters, and my partner, Cynthia Varkavisser, for our episode of It's All Connected. We are here today talking with Heather Zeitzwolf, who is an accountant from Portland. She is not your typical accountant. Yes, she enjoys number crunching. However, Heather is more apt to have pink hair than a navy blazer. Her approach to business is creative and process-oriented, driven by her professional experience, including fashion design, project management, and marketing. Through her strategic consulting and group programs, Heather guides fellow rebels, freaks, misfits, and geeks to embrace their uniqueness, tap into their profitable superpowers, and monetize their passion. Welcome, Heather. Thank you. So Heather, so, so glad that you're here with us. And I love that you're talking about what I would call the misfits or like what you say, the um, square peg round hole or yeah. it, right round peg square hole, either way. Either right? way, it doesn't fit, yeah. <laughs> uh, so when we decided to talk about the theme of success, your name automatically came up. So for us, success comes in many forms and there's no judgment around success. It's the momentum of what takes you to the end result of what you intended. So you are really unique and we would love to know how you got there. Oh, okay. That's a a long question, right? But uh, how did I get here? Well, I mean, I've always been a weirdo. So I had a mom that was very theatrical and fun. And we, I grew up in a household with lots of costumes and, so it was encouraged to be different. It, so I was supportive in, in that nature. Um, my dad had been in show business when he was younger as well. So although I had older parents, so I kind of grew up around uh, show tunes and uh, Cole Porter and Gershwin and all that. So that in itself also made me a weirdo because I, I loved things that were not for my generation. So that whole thing of like being different has been completely in me. So um, I've just embraced it over the years. And there's been times where I've tried to fit in doing that, uh, trying to be the round peg in the round hole. And it just doesn't work for me. No, I can tell it doesn't work for you. I remember very well the first time I saw you on a Zoom call because with the pink hair and a bright green screen background and big glasses and a smile that doesn't quit, you really stand out. And we love that about you. And we think that it's fantastic to see somebody who's really embracing 
her joy, embracing her love of doing things different and bringing it to such a traditional business of accounting. So I was looking again at your website today and reminded of the pictures you have there of you posing as the log lady. And I, I, I just, it just absolutely floored me. I looked at it and then I did a double take and I'm like, wait, this is Heather, the accountant. Um, and so it, it's fun to hear about sort of your growing up and, and how that, and how that made you part of, of who you are. Did you have, did you have brothers and sisters or was it just you? No, I, so I'm the baby of the family. So that's another thing that, you know, being, being the baby, there was all the other siblings that came ahead of me. So I have four siblings. And so, you know, by the time I came around, my parents had, you know, probably seen it all already. And, uh, but here, okay, so here's another little thing about myself. You may not know. So my mom, she was a clown. She used to teach dance class. And then she would also be a, like a hobo clown and do skits and that sort of thing. And my sister, who's 10 years older than me, she was also a clown with my mom and they were hokey and pokey. <laughs> and by the time I was two and a half, I was like, I really wanted to get in on the act. And I like grew up like going to the dance studio and stuff. And my sister was, you know, around 12 and a half and it wasn't so cool to be a clown anymore. So right. I got in on the act and I became pokey. So I really embraced that. And then over the years, my mom and I taught clown class. And so I don't know that many people that have taught clown class. So that's that that's on my uh, you don't see that on my LinkedIn page, but that is definitely on my invisible resume. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. That's, that's fantastic. So I have, I have a question for you. You are so many things and each thing is, is joyful and playful, but you remain all business. So how, and we love that. How do you go about doing that? Oh, you know, okay. So I don't know how woo woo you want to get, but I mean, I'm a Libra. So take it I, all, take okay. it all. <laughs> so I'm a Libra. I'm really balanced in that. Like whenever I take any of those personality tests or any of those things, I'm like, I have that like highly creative, but at the same time, super analytical. And I want to see the data and I love crunching numbers and all of that. So it's that, I, I think I found just a happy balance in between. I'm, I'm, uh, not too extreme in one side or the other, I think. So that helps. Um, but, you know, business is something that I found a passion around. When I was younger, I was super into theater. I was like, I went to fashion design school. I thought I was going to be in that. And then when I got out into the real world, I discovered that it wasn't about being an artist and being creative. It was all about like, how do you make money and how do you sell these things so you have the highest um margins and all that kind of stuff and it kind of planted the seed in me that i was like oh business is kind of interesting and so uh, but I, I went back to school and studied uh, advertising because i thought that would be the the most creative but then i discovered that advertising is kind of evil so then i got into market research so it's kind of been this like weird thing of like this creative field and then uh this analytical type stuff is so cool. I just absolutely, I absolutely love that. And part of what we like to talk about on It's All Connected is kind of like how the journey came to be, you know? So fashion takes you to advertising, takes you to marketing, takes you to market research, takes you to numbers. Like 
it's yeah. a it's a it's um it's a long and twisted path we we take but um it's clearly gotten you to a place where you could just celebrate yourself <laughs> yeah i mean i'm in my 50s so it, you know it takes a while and and i think back when i was in my 20s and how you know i was a weird person and i remember people saying to me like bring it down a notch or why do you have to be so weird or you know those types of things and it really affected me because when you're in your 20s it's like you really haven't found yourself or at least I hadn't really and so no. I felt kind of uncomfortable in my own skin and I would find myself like when I'd meet new people I was shy oh, like I, and I'm not a shy person but I like I would be like oh I don't want to say like I don't know what to say to these people and I want to be interesting I want to be cool and all that kind of stuff as you grow older, you don't care about those things anymore. It doesn't really matter. And now, like, if I go to a networking event, I'm, like, the first one to be, like, put my hand out and meet somebody. And I've gotten over all of that. So I think it comes with age, too. I, I agree. A age, has, age has done done a lot for me. <laughs> it's a lot of different directions. I want to come back to your saying that you were a Libra and point out that you have named your podcast, Get the Balance Right. I think that's just kind of hysterical as, as your themes make it creatively through different parts of your life. How, you, you've got a husband. I know you've got mul one or multiple cats. You, you are a proud, um, uh, what would you call it? T-shirt wearing yep. vegan, yes. Yep. Um, that's a lot to, to to get the balance right on on heather yeah but you're not seeing my room because i've got a green screen that's blocking it so i this room that you cannot see is like uh okay i don't have kids so i'm the kid and i have this peter pan complex so my my office actually looks like a child's room like there's like all kinds of toys and dolls and all that kind of stuff uh, surrounding, I mean, there's business books on this one side, and then this other side, there's a wall full of dolls and DVDs. So, um, <laughs> oh my God. So, I have to ask you the question when we talk about balance, and you're saying on one wall, you've got your toys. Oh, and I really would love to talk about your lunch boxes sometime. Yeah. Because I am a huge lunchbox fan. Um, and on the other side, you have, you know, your books and you have your toys. Is it, Libra 50-50, or is it the balance of your personality, which is you're very playful and and your business. And so there's a flow there, right? And it doesn't have to be 50-50. I would love to know that. Yeah, there's definitely a flow. So, um, you know, uh, I, I also don't have a whole lot of space in my den. So, uh, you know, another real big part of me, you mentioned veganism. So I love to cook. So I've got all my cookbooks over by my my um, kitchen, so that's like the, uh, I guess the um, the triangle in the house is the toys and dolls, and we got the business books on this other side, and then right behind me, this triangle is the kitchen area. So those are my those are my jams, <laughs> <laughs> and the balance right when with the um, the podcast. So when I first was starting my business, I actually thought about calling it Get the Balance Right. It's a Depeche Mode song. It's a reference to um, the band Depeche Mode. That's their song. And um, But of course, as a, an accountant, you have to balance like it, the debits and credits. So it's kind of like a little joke there. But um, And then, of course, I'm a, a Libra, so there's all the, about the balance. I definitely, you know, when you think about work-life balance, like uh, I 
don't really have so much of that just because I enjoy work so much that like my husband will be like, you're still in there working? To me, it's like playing. Like I just have so much fun that it's like, it's, I don't think of certain things as work. So um, it's perceived as something, I don't know, from others. That's a big part of the reason why we wanted to talk to you because it's so clear that you are having fun with almost every moment that you're working. And I, um, I just wrote a new book about getting jobs. And my book is all about really finding a job that makes your spirit sing. So, you know, hey, kudos to you. You've done it. <laughs> well, the best part about my job is uh, meeting people that are, you know, interesting business owners and being able to have a positive impact on their business and in their life. And, you know, with money, it's something that people are, stressed out about it's you know it's it although it's central to the business it's the one thing that people sort of turn a blind eye to and don't want to think about because like marketing is really sexy and all that stuff and it's like looking at the numbers it's like oh god no tax time no but um so i try to make it as my, my approach is shame free and i like to make it fun so that people actually want to take a look at this stuff and pay attention because it's so important for the business Oh, yes. It's Absolutely. the life front. It's, but it, that doesn't mean it's not um, a little boring and kind of scary. We're going to come back to that. I just want to remind all of our listeners that they are listening to It's All Connected with Cynthia Varkavisser and me, Michelle Walters. Please follow us or subscribe to us on your podcast app so you don't miss any of our upcoming interviews. So let's go, let's circle back, which okay. is what we were just talking about. Um, for me, money is intimidating and I love the thought of it being playful. So I'd like to, I'd like, and not so serious. Mm -hmm. And Michelle and I were talking about this, how we have our different ideas of how money is and in both, in both of our opinions in our own way, it's very personal, which of course makes us sensitive. So what I'd like to know is how do you make it playful? How do you make it fun? How do you make it not so scary or intimidating or like Michelle said boring and dry <laughs> well I try to make it as fun as in, in interesting as possible so my approach like I said I, I have this like shame-free approach and I love to learn and you know I one thing about learning is you're going to be in this area that you don't know anything right you step into this thing where it's like uh, the unknown and to really learn, you have to be able to ask questions and discover things. And so I have the attitude that like my clients don't have all the answers. They didn't study accounting. I work with a lot of creatives. They have studied something creative or that's where their talents lie. They didn't go into business necessarily to crunch numbers, quote unquote. So I try to make it as interesting as possible and break it down into um try not to use jargony words of course sometimes it's it's a little bit difficult because you know if you need to talk about depreciation it's like i don't know if there's another word for depreciation so um <laughs> but trying to make as uh least scary as possible um i think also just the way i look is a little less intimidating people come to me they're like oh you know i was afraid to ask my last accountant any questions i always left my meetings feeling stupid i never knew what they said to me i was i wouldn't ask them questions um you know and they would just leave a meeting completely confused 
So hearing all those things, I was like, I don't want that to be my client's experience. So um, I do try to make it as fun as possible. I'm, you know, I also, um, I have like uh, workshops that I do with, um, with money mindset and try to make that as a comfortable conversation as possible because, you know, so much of it comes down to what our childhood experience was with money. And if we can understand that, then it makes it a little less scary. I think that is such a good point, Heather. I think all of us, when you're growing up, your parents have their own attitudes about money. They talk about it. They don't talk about it. You see the neighbors, you wonder what's going on with them. Somebody down the street loses a job. How does that change things? Like there's all of this going on in the background. And those childhood years are so formative to figuring out kind of who you're going to be and what patterns and, and like my gig hypnosis, like what gets embedded in your head? Are you, do you have a, do you have a recurrent pattern that there's not enough or there might not be enough? Or if you look closely, you won't find enough. And those are scary thoughts that we all have to come to grips with because, you know, you can't grow and pay your bills and buy a car or do the things you want to do without looking at money. But it's, it's emotional. Years ago, I, I worked in marketing too for a time. And one of my clients was Charles Schwab. Ooh. And yeah. And I had thought my whole younger life, like there was nothing more boring than money. Like who would want to do marketing for a bank? But the good thing was I didn't get that job until I was in, oh, probably my forties. By that time I was like, okay, it doesn't matter if I don't like money. It's emotional and it's important. And people need to know about this stuff. And, and it just, I don't know, kind of brought home what a, what a sensitive, but important topic it is. And I think it's, yeah, I think and, it's great what you're doing. And you know, I, if you go to my money mindset workshop, you'll discover that I'm not perfect. Like I, although I was a kid that loved to like do math and play, like I had a play cash register and I would love to count my money. Like I'd count it over and over again. But when I got into my twenties, I got into credit card um, debt and a lot of it be was because we didn't talk about that necessarily in my household. It was like money was this thing that was like, you know, my parents dealt with it. Uh, and it, uh, they came from uh, the, um, the depression era. So it was like, there's never enough. We would always like use things till they broke. And my mom just died a couple, died last year. And I'm, I got stuff that from my childhood that I inherited from her, like stuff that we never threw away, you know? So I grew up with that sort of thing. But in my twenties, I got into credit card debt because, you know, you go away to college and nobody tells you about interest and all those types of things. All you know is a, a credit card company is going to give this to you. And all you have to do is pay $15 a month on your, on your bill. You know, that's all right. it was. Right. Uh, that's not, that's all I had to pay. I wasn't thinking about like, like I buy something on sale and the fact that I bought it on sale, but with a credit card, I was actually paying more over time. So, um, those are the types of things I, I come, um, you know, helping my clients from a position where I understand how they can get into credit card debt and all that. Cause I've been there. I actually have a question for you about, because we're talking about our histories. I, I come from, I'm first generation. So I have an immigrant family and we, 
I think we over respected money mm. because of the way that of the way that we um, were brought in and we needed to make sure that fa- everything in the family happened. So it's a different way of saying that we were broke, but it was like an, a, an overly healthy respect. So you had um, you had a, a bunch of stuff in my mind, which is kind of interesting, which is um, depression era ki- uh, parents, both creatives. And so when when a lot of people, especially from you know, their Gen Xers, when they think creatives, you know that they had parents that said, don't be creative because you're going to be broke. And um, and then you were like the youngest. So you you had this big difference that was going on between the rest of your family, mm-hmm. right? Your siblings as as well as yourself. Can you tell me like what were your aha moments from what your family had and their idea around money to where you are to where you are now? Because you are in the you are in money and you're doing so many different things wildly yeah. well. Well, thank you. So my dad, I mean, growing up, my dad was an entrepreneur. He had, uh, growing up, he had um, a seafood restaurant, a seafood market. This is when I was a little kid. I was so young that I had no idea what was going on. All I would know is like once in a while he'd have a big sale and I'd have to be there, you know, all day long while my mom made coleslaw or something, you know, it's like, that was the, (laughs) that, that was it. I mean, I had no idea how he ran the business. My siblings on the other hand got to uh, work at the store. So I didn't get that experience, but what I did find was years later, because my parents were older, they sort of semi-retired early in Florida. I, I spent my junior high and high school years in Florida. So they were, you know, tapping into Social Security at a fairly young age. Like, I would never even think to do that. But, you know, years ago, people thought that they would retire, you know, in their 50s. And it was that mentality. Um, so I kind of like over time saw how my dad was a businessman and I thought, oh my God, like he did so many things wrong. And so I, (laughs) so I kind of made a mental note on all these things, you know, as I would hear them, I was like, oh my God, that's terrible. Oh, this is terrible. And so you, sometimes you, you learn from your parents to do the opposite of what they did. And so in a lot of cases, that's, that's what I've done. Did that answer your question? Hopefully somewhat. No, it, it absolutely, it absolutely did. And um, I'm always, you know, coming from the healing background, I'm always interested to hear where we came from, where our aha moment was so that we can go ahead and move forward. And then it's the moment that we step away from our family and actually truly become ourselves. Oh. So that's why, that's why I wanted to ask that, that question. Yeah. Well, my parents are like completely puzzled why in the world, um, well, my father was, he was in hospice. So he was, um, I was helping him out and I was in this like life-changing moment where I had just been laid off from my job in market research. I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do, like go back to school to study law or whatever. And so during that whole period of taking care of my dad, I was just like at this like crossroads, like what am I gonna do with the rest of my life? And so then I was, I thought about um, public administration and law school and all these things, but it was like around the time that he passed that I decided I wanted to study accounting. And my, my mom was like, why would you want to do that? Like, it was like, almost like, like you were a clown. Now you're going to be an accountant. Like that just sounds ter- like terribly, not, not just boring, but just like, ugh, to her. So, um, but anyways, I, I went and she didn't understand it all, but, um, but it made sense to me. 
I so uh, that's why I did it. It actually well, makes sense to me too. Oh, go ahead. Sorry about that, Michelle. No, it's okay. I I um I was speaking with somebody the other day, and sometimes there's just I don't think it happens so much when you're young. When you're young, you have to kind of think about things and kind of have to weigh things and that kind of you know, your framework is, is smaller, but there's something about making career choices when you're a little bit older that for me anyway, was like, you see the next thing and you go, Hmm, I think that's right. And you just jump into it and do it. And it sounds like that's kind of, kind of how you came to be in accounting. Yeah. I, well, I loved my accounting classes when I studied. So when I studied advertising, that was a business degree and I loved my accounting classes. So it's like one of those things that was always in the back of my mind. Like I was like, oh man, that was, I love those classes. So when I was trying to decide what to do, I went back to um, the school of business here at Portland state. And they said, oh yeah, you only have to study, you know, probably like less than a year and get your credits and sit for the exam. And I was like, cool. Okay. So that, that helps me. And knowing like law school was going to cost me over a hundred thousand dollars and I'd be in debt. And like at the time they were laying people off and, people right out of law school were working at Starbucks. Like that didn't make any sense to me. Like I, I can add up the numbers <laughs> that didn't add up to, for me. I just love it, Heather. For a long time, I have been so, I think part of it is afraid of numbers. It's not like I'm not good at math. I'm good at math, but I just never, I mean, they've just seemed boring and kind of a little afraid and just never wanted to get into them. And so for years, I've been saying there's a reason that God created accountants. God <laughs> created accountants so that I don't need to be one. And the lovely thing about you is that not only did God create boring accountants, but God created fabulous, exciting, lovely, creative accountants. <laughs> Who knew? So you've done a lot to um, reframe my perspective on accountants, which kind of needed reframing. <laughs> Yeah, we get a we get a bad reputation for that. But I will say, like when I went to sc back to school, I was on a committee, and I was uh, it was called Beta Alpha Psi, which is like a an accounting type group or whatever. And so I was the head of a VP of events, and so I really wanted to put on a dance party, and none of the accounting um, <laughs> students want. They were like, "No way, I'm not going to a dance party." I'm like, "Come on, let's have some fun here." So I just thought that it was going to be a bunch of dull people when I got into accounting. But over the years, I have actually met some really fun people. So we're not all boring. And I have met other vegan accountants and I've met other accountants with pink hair. So it, they are out there. Thank goodness, because we need more people like you. And, you know, that sounds so, so weird to say that. But, you know, the thing that I loved is when um, Michelle and I were talking about you, the first thing we thought of, we, we wanted to ask, but we didn't, neither one of us did was how many costumes do you have? Because of all the, of all the, the outfit changes that we have, I told Michelle about the fantastic um, sequin hat that you have, that you have no problem being on screen with. And it's just, it's just really lovely. And the reason it's lovely for me is you make me feel okay to be me. So that Aww. is a pretty amazing thing and really grateful for that. Thank you. Yeah. Well, I believe in being silly. So, you know, if you can't be silly and laugh at yourself, like I'm my, I'm my favorite audience. Like I crack myself up all the time. I'll like put something on or whatever. And I'll be like dancing in front of my cat or singing to my cat or whatever. And I'm like, oh yeah, I'm funny. You know, I just, I, I think you have to have 
uh, fun in life. You know, there's nothing wrong with dancing around the house and being goofy. And I mean, I laugh every single day. I can't imagine living a life where I wasn't like that. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. And I agree with you. I think too many of us don't spend enough time headphones on dancing our heart outs. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, and it's also this like fear of judgment. And so when you take that away and it's just like everyone can be playful and silly and it's like you don't worry about people judging you for being that way, then it's it, it makes it more fun. And so I like to, you know, have that lightheartedness and, and not feel like uh, we have to all just like sit there in a Zoom meeting and be boring. Well, the thing that I like about being lighthearted is it's it's a very disarming thing. Oh, so so the more the more that you're silly, the more that I'm silly, and the more I'm willing to open up about other things. So I I'm on to you. I'm like, oh yeah, I totally want to. You know, I want to hang out with you. I want to tell you all my life secrets. These are these are the things that I find really really, really interesting. And the fact that you have it and you tie it back into accounting, um, I, I find that all of a sudden um, it feels much healthier. Money is much healthier. You know, the thinking about money is much healthier. Planning, numbers, all the things that, you know, Michelle said was boring. And I actually find as a Virgo, as a Virgo, it's, a, it's supposed to be about absolutes, but I am the messiest Virgo you'll ever find. And and a lot of people like cannot believe that I am a Virgo. So although I do like the numbers, I we are not, we don't jive. So, you know, I love that you make things like correct. I think that's a nice way to say it. Oh, thank you. Well, you know, it we have to find that happy balance. So I mean, I've worked with clients and um I'm really excited about what I got to show them, but maybe it's like the data, they're like, oh, I don't get it. Like, I'll be like, oh, I got the spreadsheet and stuff. So it's a matter of finding like how people can digest information. So a lot of times it's maybe it's more visual than just numbers in the spreadsheet. So, uh, you know, of course you gotta get the numbers into the spreadsheet, but then you can maybe make a pie chart or something out of it. So I love, I love dashboards and things like that. So that I find really exciting. And I think for creatives, that's a much easier way to digest the information is to see it in, you know, a, the, a dashboard or, you know, some something where it's like, oh, okay, I get it. Like the, the lever is in the green, I'm doing good. You know, so that sort of thing. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I, in marketing, I used to build people a lot of dashboards and it made perfect sense because the creative types, they can't handle it. Tell me, am I red, yellow, or green? That's what I can handle today. You know, make it super, super simple. Yeah. One of the things we were thinking about, Heather, and it's it's a funny word, but I think Cynthia brought it up when we prepped. And we see that not only do you have this sense of balance that you work with, but you have this sense of what Cynthia called harmony. And I just absolutely love that. And I wanted to see what you thought of the idea of, of how in some ways you're, you're working on numbers, but it seems almost like you're working on a harmony. Ooh, I like that. Um, don't ask me to sing because I have a terrible singing voice, but if it, if the, um, the harmony is, from Annie, then I will take it. <laughs> Is that your favorite musical? Because I loved Annie growing uh, up. 
Oh my God, I'm obsessed with Annie. Um, no, I, I love all kinds of musicals, but um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't know what to say. Harmony is, I, I'm not a, I'm not a musician. I uh, took piano as a kid. I have a ukulele that I bought and I was practicing that for a little while. Um, but I love the idea of harmony. That's really cool. But yeah, I don't, I, I'm not necessarily musically inclined. And I don't know if that's what, what you meant by that. Actually, what I was thinking when I was thinking about harmony is that you take all these things that seem so different, your activism, um, uh, talking about being a vegan, then you have your accounting, and then you have your theater. And so instead of having balance where you everything has to be 20% each in order to have your five, you everything harmonizes. So sometimes maybe your accounting is 90%, but you don't lose your other things or that you, you know, that you happily celebrate your uh, theater background with your, um, with your accounting. So these are the things I was talking about instead of harmony and balance. And, and so based on that, I'd love to hear what your ideas are based on what we were just talking about. Do you believe that you are in harmony or are you more in balance? Oh, that's an, okay. Now I understand more clearly what you're talking about. Oh, I would say definitely in harmony then that that's that resonated with me when you were talking about that, because like, for instance, with my um, activism, I used to be in the radical cheerleaders for animal rights, which meant that we would go to protest and we'd had pom poms and we would dress in red and black and we were kind of like punk rock looking and we would do these cheers. And so it was kind of bringing out my theatrical side, my dancing background and all of that. And so we would chant and cheer at these rallies and we brought this sort of where the subject was sort of gruesome and grim you know maybe around factory farming or maybe around um for the fur trade that sort of thing we would be saying really deep things about the subject matter but we would be doing a chant and a cheer with pom-poms and a lot of times they were makeshift pom-poms and that sort of thing so people would see us at rallies and they would stop and, and look and listen, which was really cool because we were breaking that barrier where when you're an activist and like, uh, you know, I've gone to rallies where people are chanting and they're really loud and stuff and people just walk by and they're like, oh God, whatever, these are a bunch of weirdos. But people would actually stop and watch us and they'd be like, oh, look at this kids, you know, bring the kids over, you know, and we'd be chanting out there. So it was this kind of um a, a different way of doing it. And so to me, that was super super fun and um so that i can see you know in in itself was like a harmonious type of blend of the things that i love to do so yeah and i think also you know bringing that fun side to accounting also is like another kind of harmonious thing yeah i like that so we're almost at the end of our time heather but we have one final question for you okay what is a song that describes you Oh, okay. So <laughs> this is the first thing that's coming to my head, right? So um, I love Super Freak by Rick James. So um, I would say Super Freak by Rick James. Now, we I'm are not yeah. friends for life, friends for life, the Super Freak. <laughs> now, I'm not saying I'm a very sexy girl. Like, I'm not saying all that, but I'm just saying a Super Freak. Yeah, I, I love that. And, and, and then there's, um, I think it's the Barclays had a song called... Um, Freak show on the dance floor or something freak like that. Freak show, baby, baby, on yeah. the dance floor. It's a freak show. Yeah, yep. I can't sing either, okay. but yes. 
Those two songs. Yeah, I would say those two songs. Anything would probably freak in the type. <laughs> freak out. That's um, awesome. You know. <laughs> <laughs> that totally went in a completely different direction than I thought it was going to be, which is amazing. I love oh, that. What song did you think I was going to say? Oh, we didn't. We had no idea. But oh, when okay. I when I think of you, I think of Bohemian and uh, Bohemian Rhapsody oh. because it's got so many different things going on in one song. And it all goes together. Oh, interesting. So, yeah. Well, I love that song, but I love funk music. So I, I definitely, I, I may be, you know, white and nerdy, but I can get on the funk on the dance floor. So. Oh, way to bring in that weird Al Yankovic uh, reference. That was good. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Awesome. Well, we want to thank you so much today for joining us on our show, Heather. It's been an absolute delight, oh. amusing and educational as we've learned a little bit more about you and your business and all of your activities. We're just so thankful that you could join us today. Well, I feel honored that you asked me. So thank you very much. Thanks for joining us. You've been listening to It's All Connected with Michelle Walters. Cynthia Varkavisser, and our guest this week, Heather Zeitzwolf. Heather can be found on her podcast, Get the Balance Right, or on her website for Zeitzwolf Accounting. Please don't forget to support us by hitting subscribe on your podcast app so you won't miss our upcoming interviews. You've been listening to It's All Connected! connected.